Here's the part that fucked me up. They're walking in the back, and they confront this um, stagehand, this gentleman. Yes, who's a stagehand, a showrunner, and the showrunner is bigger than everybody else on screen. Bigger than Daniel Garcia, bigger than what? What are they called now? What's the name of the tag team? It's not 2.0 anymore. What is I, it? I, I don't know. I just know it's part. They're part of the. They're two fifths of the JAS. Well, for for argument's sake, we'll call them the appreciators. Okay. And then Jericho. And this stagehand showrunner is bigger and taller than all of them. And they're attempting to intimidate this individual. And I'm like, this looks like the corniest sitcom bullshit I've ever seen. And then, then, old Canada himself, one half of Terrence and Phillip, Decides to throw a fireball in this man's face, and that one looked way, that one looked way closer than Eddie Kingston's. Then he falls to the ground, like somewhat writhing pain, like crying. He, no, face. he's crying. Right, but I'm like, you, it should have singed your eyeballs. You shouldn't be able to cry. There was no leg kicking. There was no flailing. There was no help. No, I, like nobody else is backstage. No one else saw this. No one came by with a wet towel. The cameraman didn't drop the camera. He, the cameraman was just okay with letting somebody, one, one of his coworkers, just get burned up by a fucking fireball. Even when Keith Lee got burned by an open contract in fucking NXT, they had at least dry towels and bottles of water. The fuck are we doing? Even worse than that, bro. The reasoning behind why he did it. Is there a reason behind why he did it? Yeah, because he's a wizard. Or is it just some- Well, it was two reasons. The- a, 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 because he's a Mox appreciator, and B, because he's a wizard. Who's a wizard? Jericho. Since when? Since he threw the first fireball at Eddie Kingston. Look, I don't know what sort of Harry Potter Academy he got his online degree from, but I'm not... I'm not look, that's a slippery slope to begin with to identify him as a wizard. He he identifies himself as a wizard. Oh, sp- speaking of slippery slopes. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, slippery slope. Yeah, cuz you they're, let you let one other word come out of your mouth before wizard and now it's all bad. <laughs> not to be confused with shining. Everything about this just says no. Everything about it says absolutely not no one wants to be entangled in this foolishness <laughs> none of this makes any sense and now you're just throwing r- fireballs at random like you, i will say you're better at it than anybody i've seen in recent memory but why are we throwing so many fireballs this is, that, why that, is that, like that was the most weekend? yeah that was the most useless fireball probably in the history of fireballs last night like Jericho's throwing fireballs the same way Jake Roberts used to put a snake on a guy. Just like after every match, <laughs> the DDT's been applied. We're gonna take Damien out of the bag and put it on the guy because that's what gets the people to pop. Remember, We're just gonna throw a fireball after every match just because, like a celebratory thing. You remember how sacred a fireball was? Like that shit would go across territories. It's like like Muda like Muda with Mist or Oscar with Mist. Like you should use it sparingly so that when you do use it it means something beating becky lynch with with the aid of the mist great idea she probably shouldn't use the mist anymore till maybe SummerSlam. 
but we're throwing fireballs every week. For people who we don't even know their names. He's thrown six this month. <laughs> Fuck you mean? We playing with fire literally several times a week now. He'll throw one on Dynamite and another on Rampage for the last month consistently. Because he's a wizard. The wizard of odd. <laughs> Alright, let's do this shit. Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm to table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken pencil logic. You stay classy, internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. My good sir. Yes, sir. I have but two words. Let's hear them. For Uvalde. Straight like that. Absolutely. Today's date is Thursday, May 26th. Yeah, our Lord. Yeah, our Lord. I said, yeah, of our Lord. Yeah, of our Lord. 20 and 22. Amen. That was loud. <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit. And we we just active, man. We active. It's, it's uh, we coming up on Memorial Day weekend. You you pencil pusher massive will be hearing this on Friday, May twenty seventh. Yeah, of our Lord. Yeah, of our Lord. I said, yeah, of our Lord. Yeah, of our Lord. Twenty and twenty two. Hey, man. And boy, boy, we we thought it was over. We thought it was over with the with the uh, the Sasha and, uh, and and Naomi train. Oh, that shit just getting started. Oh, how wrong we were. <laughs> <laughs> that shit just getting started but before we even get back onto that one uh-huh the latest the latest scuttlebutt that happened after the uh episode 167 was the return of triple h to full-time duties in wwf executive role Mm-hmm. Following the exit of Stephanie McMahon Helmsley from her vice president of branding and uh, COO duties. Uh oh. And then the removal of WWE work history from her uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you didn't see that part. No, I saw that part. I, I definitely saw that. That wasn't for me to tell. That was on you. That was, that's so. I, that's me. That's me saying like, "What the hell?" No. Um. What it look and okay. So here's the other part I picked up. Guess who's taking up most of the responsibilities that Stephanie is leaving behind? You got one guess. Am I right? You sir have it. 
You, sir, have advanced to the lightning round. <laughs> you are correct. Nick Khan will be picking up on the responsibilities left behind in Stephanie McMahon's absence. Um, so that's that's essentially three McMahon's down. Uh, I, well, did, two Mc, I didn't two, know that's that. That's two bro. McMahon's and a Helmsley down. What, what happened? I did. I didn't know that. I, I promise you, I did yeah. not know that. <laughs> it's, it's it's two two McMahon's down, two McMahon's and a Helmsley down, one McMahon to go. That's a possible to go. That's a that's a hell of a spade hand. Somebody finna get sick. <laughs> so the question is, are we going ten? Or are we going to Boston? Nil. Blind. <laughs> Look, is it, what are we doing? We trying. Yeah. Uh, let's go Boston. Shit. <laughs> Thirteen of them. Run them. Let's go. You, oh my God. We finna <laughs> run the whole table. It looked like Nick Khan is 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 about to go Boston. Like. Oh man. But. But it, but is he though? Because okay. because the latest scuttlebutt as of today is <laughs> WWE Money in the Bank pay per view, which is scheduled to be for I believe June. Yeah, we don't really we don't really get into the anticipation part of of you know dates anymore. It's not like it's not like the the days of of sneaker release dates when you were really focusing or like music release dates where you knew every tuesday something was dropping this is more like uh you know once they start talking about it on tv you know to kind of pay attention and eventually the go home episode will happen and we know it's it's pay-per-view weekend because we do you know ain't gonna win <laughs> like that's it it's Easter that's the only way you. we know so july 2nd saturday july 2nd so they, they put it on a saturday again so that's dope okay. But it was it was at Allegiant Stadium. It is now at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. <laughs> same place <laughs> as the original Double or Nothing. Wait, hold hold on. Same place as the original Double or Nothing. I thought that was the T-Mobile. Or is that the same arena? No, no it's not the same arena, is it? No, I don't think so. No, it's MGM Grand. All right, so the MGM Grand Garden Arena has a seating capacity of. Roughly fifteen thousand without bleachers, seventeen thousand with bleachers. Take a wild guess of the capacity of Allegiant Stadium. Sixty-five thousand. Thereabouts, so it's closer to seventy. But yes, you advanced the bonus round as well, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. So what in God's green hell? would possess a touring performance sports entertainment company to reduce its capacity for sold tickets by 75%. So, um, because this is part of what both of us do for a living, (laughs) we we look at the intangibles. The price of gas and the cost of living is up. The um, the the incentive to travel is down. Ticket prices are up. The value of employment is down. It's summertime, and if you've been spending money all school year, this is your break. 
if you've been saving money all school year, this is when you splurge. So if you're gonna if you're gonna choose between going to a WWE event in Vegas and let's say the family car road trip to whatever resort slash theme park, which one's cheaper? At this point, the theme park's cheaper than the <laughs> WWE event. Man. And this is partially the after effects of Roman's New Deal. Because you haven't you haven't uh, you haven't started rolling the card out for money in the bank. So you have a lot of people who are not making the decision to participate in money in the bank because they don't know if their tribal chief is gonna be there. So now this is a a prime indicator that Roman really is the needle mover on that roster right now because if you can't guarantee that you're gonna see Roman there are a lot of people who are just willing to say you know what I'll pass I can spend the 10 bucks or however many dollars for premium Peacock and watch this premium live event or PLE as I have named it so far till I come up with something better <laughs> and I can watch this from the comfort of my own home safety comfort uh, convenience those are the three things that most people in this country value the most right now safety convenience and comfort yeah that's a nice that's a nice trifecta right there buddy you feel what i'm saying that's what we all striving for at the end of the day i don't really have to explain it but because we do this show sometimes you gotta <laughs> break things down to the lowest common denominator and there's just a lot of different things at play it's it's, it's um it's a testament to, to Roman's impact Boy. On, the, on the product. Because Hold on, now hold on, he, hold on. Have you acknowledged the tribal chief today? Happy belated birthday to our tribal chief. And yes, I have acknowledged him. Um, that needle mover shirt is a shoot. <laughs> because at this point, now that people are well aware of the fact that he is under a new agreement with lighter dates, People are reserving their their right to purchase tickets to these PLEs until they know that the tribal chief is on the show. It's so it's so foul. It, like it's so bad. It's great. So great. It's terrible. What he's doing. I mean, and and, and he and who and he's deserved. Like anyone that says he's not deserved, slap yourself. Like this is the same person that you booed ad nauseum, a la John uh, Cena, because he was being pushed down your throats. Now, uh, do, now you can't get enough of them. Do you see how much has changed since WrestleMania 32 all the way to where are we now? 38? Yeah, it's called verbal freedom. Like all it took. That's all it <laughs> took was to let people be themselves. The audience will decide whether or not they like it. Just let them be themselves. So if nothing else, they are able to be comfortable in their own skin now correct now me, you correct i'm sorry correct me if i'm wrong roman's biggest issue with the wwe universe back from 32 up until about two years ago was the fact that he was too cool right nah i'm i'm gonna I'm I'm say it's two things one the biggest problem the wwe universe had with roman reigns was the internet because the internet is who told them that he was going to be the guy he pushed was being pushed yeah right so <laughs> That was in the that was in the era of we're gonna rebel against anything the front office says, which I wish we had that energy present and active now. Boy, that same, that same Daniel Bryan hijack a whole show till we get what we want. 
crowd. Like, I don't know what happened to like, him. Like start a faction, break up a faction to push one person energy. Facts. Like we they put Daniel Bryan in the Wyatt family and they and the crowd was so like, no, fuck you. This is this guy. We want him in the main event of WrestleMania that they broke that shit apart. And it probably would have been a great story. I want that energy back in these crowds because this new shit that's going on, these like we happy go lucky, we just gonna go along with it. I don't like that shit. That's why we out here splicing in old old show footage to try to make people believe that this shit popping and it ain't. It's, 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 one, it's one guy who is consistently getting that response. And that's it's your tribal move. chief, needle mover, head of the table, and your undisputed champion. Your WWE grand champion. I still am pushing that narrative. Hey, I'm here for it. And 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 at this point, since that since the scuttlebutt is that the brand split is over, we need new belts for the for the bloodline. Oos ganger don't bang. <laughs> That's the episode, Grand Champs. That's it right there. Shouts out to DMX. Rest in peace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> arr, arr, what the deal? Yeah, man. Oh, uh, we moving on to now because like they didn't they done pretty much just. Do you have do, oh, do you have anything to weigh in on about why this this all is happening? Like you have a stadium show that all of a sudden ain't a stadium show, like a whole month before. You, so so stadium stadium shows became organic, like Royal Royal Rumble taking place in the Alamo Dome was organic. Which, which Royal Rumble? Uh, the the ninety seven? No, 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 no. The the more recent one. Um, that the, was well, not, 20... not 2018 I believe it was twenty seven. Okay. No, twenty seventeen. I got you. Okay. Uh, AJ and Cena in the main event. Right. You, you a lot of times, and I've heard uh, various people say it like this, but most notably, uh, you know, Jim Cornette. You have a show that needs a stadium. Versus having a stadium that, that needs, needs a show. show. <laughs> Madison Square Garden, you're on line one. <laughs> like, like keep it, keep it real though. Like, Money in the Bank is not a a low tier event. It it has all of the makings for it to be a great night of entertainment. But we're essentially, you know, six to seven weeks away from when it would actually be, and there's no. There's no qualifying matches happening. Like you don't have anything. There's that shapes nothing. The, the only thing that, like, the only thing that you have so far is the fact that, and you don't even know if this is going to happen or not. The fact that this foiled women's storyline uh, is going to be at the crux of the top of the card. Well, I mean, we, but we don't, well, we don't know that for sure. We don't know what's up with Randy Orton. We don't know what's up with. with Usos have no challengers. Um, you have look tag teams don't matter in WWE. Ro- Roman is gone. You can hang that shit up. Roman is playing the major five and a couple of others sprinkled in. We already heard this. Like if you've been on the internet doing any sort of reading about this since Roman has signed in his new deal or restructured his deal, his next three challengers are lined up. We got. You we know what? You know what shows he gonna be at? Wait. So it's funny. Funny we're talking about a stadium show in July. And I made a I mentioned a, a date earlier, and I totally forgot that fast that a week from this Sunday we have Hell in a Cell, and which Kurt, I guarantee you ticket sales would have suffered if they knew earlier that Roman wasn't going to be there, and people are pissed about it now. Before we get into Hell in a Cell, 
the tickets for the Allegiant uh, Stadium show, the uh, Money in the Bank, have been uh-huh. offered have been offered to be refunded, and those people who bought tickets will have first dibs at the MGM Grand show. That's where we're at with this right now. I mean, that I guess that's that's only right for, Boy, for you, you, you to think? extend that courtesy. I mean, yeah, but here's the here's the thing. Oh shit. Trips, welcome as, back, brother. As usual, here's the like, thing. What we know what we know about ticket sales in these events is that the ringside seats are typically bought by bots. Man. For the secondary market and the resellers. Ticket scalpers and the secondary market. StubHub, um, Game Time, name another one. Uh, um, SeatGeek. Yeah, all of them places. They they usually staying first. <laughs> and then so, re, they recycle uh, recycle the scraps and take what they can. Right. It, right. They'll they'll jack the price up, you know, right at first because that's when the hardcore fans want their tickets because they want to secure it. Then as the event gets closer, the prices start dropping back down to normal where they're only making a couple of dollars, but they're gonna bust your head on the seller fees. <laughs> Like it, w- the ticket itself won't be that much higher than uh, than face value, but then all the extra seller fees and processing that they put on it makes it like it takes a two hundred dollars seat and turns it into four hundred. Now, now, it, let's compare real quick. All right, I, I didn't want to jump right. this far out, but we going if we gonna jump o- jump out in the open, let's jump out in the open. Okay, Master P. Master P wrestling promoter Percy Miller. Right. Uh-huh. Uh. Owner of House of Glory Wrestling. Is That's putting this show on. We still need that, we still need that interview, OG. Well, he's putting this show on on Friday, May 27th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I say yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 2022. Amen. All right, so here is what I see so far. Jeff Cobb versus Jonah in a World Heavyweight Championship tournament match. You have, who is this here? Natalia Markova versus uh, Janai Kai. You have Uh Charles Mason versus Cashflow. And you have... The Usos in the main event versus main event. I'm sorry, I, I said the Usos. I said the Usos, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. I was like, what? <laughs> no. Like, who the, allowed this? I, I'm, I'm sorry. The Briscoes. See, I'm, I'm still acknowledging Tribal Chief. The Briscoes. I was going to say, Us Gang or Don't Bang. For the first time ever, you also have Will Ospreay versus Low Key. Now, I bring that uh, card up. I, I, I think you skipped the big one though. Go ahead, please, because I, I wasn't even, I wasn't done. But go ahead and drop it. Right, hold on, let me make sure I got these names right because I, I seen this earlier. Not yeah, earlier. Uh, Jeff Jeff Cobb versus yeah. Jonas. That's, that's well, Jonah. Jonah. That's the Jonah first. Rock. Yeah, yeah, that's the first one I said. That's the first match I said. Well, I didn't hear you. I needed more umph on it. Oh my my bad. My bad. I need you. To, I needed <laughs> you to put a little more patow patow. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? A few more pew pews. The rock, yeah, I need a little the, bit more. The, the rocket. You need that in there. Uh, Hit file on these bitches. So that's it. You know, two, 
three, four, you know, five of the names that I named off. Uh-huh. Which are you more compelled to watch? This show in person or WWE Hell in a Cell where so far the only matches that you know for sure that you're going to get unless the card is subject to change, which they always are. Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel and uh, uh, Cody versus Seth again. Knowing, uh, knowing that production, Cody, knowing that Cody's pushed to the top of the card, production value is the only thing that would make this relatively close. The answer is the House of Glory show. But in, if I was going to be in person versus watching Hell in a Cell on television, like the production value of WWE, because as we always say, the production team at WWE is undefeated. undefeated. That's the only thing that makes this close. We we've talked about this already. We we spoke on it. Hell in the Cell doesn't have a Hell in the Cell match that we care about. <laughs> is 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 there an actual Hell in the Cell match named yet? I think it's gonna be Cody and Seth. Like, remember we said this already. There was only two or three potential matches that made sense, and now because of either storyline or real life situation going on with Randy Orton and his health, you're not gonna get one of those matches at all. I would have been cool if you did the second ever tag team Hell in a Cell with you Boy, know, oh, the man. Usos versus RK Bro for the unified tag titles. That seems like something you could main event the pay-per-view with. You can main event any pay-per-view with that, especially if it's in the Hell in a Cell. Like, no cap. Like, going forward, we need to just scrap the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. That just needs to be something when you have an issue that cannot be solved any other way. That's the blow off. That like the pay per view, the days of having two Hell in a Cell matches just for the fuck of it. Stop it. For a marketing standpoint, like this. Strict- I kind of feel. The, I, oh, not to cut y'all, but I kind of feel the same way about Money in the Bank. But go ahead. So I mean, and this is I work. I'm going to say we're on the same page. For marketing sake, the strategic timing in the calendar of WWE pay per views has, has been pretty cons- not just consistent but pretty spot on in terms of the fans appetite for professional wrestling or sports entertainment whatever the case may be Royal Rumble right. in January right around right around uh, in between the championship game and the Super Bowl is usually when you get your Royal, your Royal Rumble uh, mm-hmm. Wrestlemania uh, right before the start of the of the uh, Major League Baseball season, right before the end of the uh, NBA playoff, NBA regular season, uh, right around the right around March Madness, man, right after March, right at right around the championship game. So yeah, right. so uh, so 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 fans, sports avid fans have 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 options. SummerSlam, sports, sports fans who are content hungry are, are gonna put that in their rotation just because they need something to be in front of. SummerSlam, your last big pay per view before the football season starts. Survivor Series, the Thanksgiving Classic, like these right. are staples. Then you, if, right. then if you want to sprinkle in Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank was usually how you celebrate uh, in between Mother's Day and Father's Day, or the end of the school year, depending on your perspective. Right. And then also you have uh, what, what's what's the other one? Uh, Hell in a Cell, which is just before Halloween. So right out, right after your. Uh, Right after the summer ends and you're yeah, right in the it, swing of football season. It feels totally fucked up to have Hell in a Cell in May. <laughs> it feels it feels out of place. It feels like a throwaway pay-per-view. Like we have all these other pay-per-view names that have been scrapped that would work absolutely perfect here. No Mercy, Vengeance, Judgment Day, No Way Out, 
any of those. Hell, even Roadblock, if you really want to keep it a thou wow. Now we're doing too much. <laughs> I mean, nobody, nobody is clamoring for the return of Roadblock. No, but it had a point. It was just, it was. So ac- it? actually, actually, you know what? Let's 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 take out Roadblock. Elimination yeah, Chamber. Elimination Chamber. The last oh. stop on the road to WrestleMania. Which which used to be no way out, but yes. So yeah. Yeah, like just stop taking the gimmick match and making a whole pay-per-view around it, knowing you have to force it. It ne- these specialty matches would be better served as just being brought up when you need to settle an issue. Or when you have you have six legitimate world title contenders and you need to find a, a number one contender. Or you have a champion that has so many different people at his throat that he needs to be in the elimination chamber with what, all of these people. What what happened to the days of incentivizing the fan? So like you remember when actually this 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 happened, like when you get to an event <laughs> Do you and, want me to answer that? Well no no. So this so this gets to an event or you get to an event and there's a steel cage like looming above the ring and you did not see a steel cage advertised when you bought the ticket so when you get there now you get this added bonus you know somebody's getting tricked off because they don't just build a cage and hoist that bitch for three hours and hope that that it doesn't get used hell aew kicked off a damn live show a lot on tv with a cage match what happened to having a hell in a cell or having a hell in a cell match at a pay-per-view and then that same cage hanging above the ring next night on monday night raw or or which uh, that's not just on Monday Night Raw the, the day after, but the week before too, right? Because you yeah, knew the, you the knew go some, home the go home show. Somebody's getting trapped in that hole, right? <laughs> and depending on the era, you it might happen twice in the same week before we get to the pay per view. It's just it, what so look. so like so what so what, what's so hard about naming a pay per view? Like give me give me a pay per view name. Uh, how about other than other about, than the four or five I just ran? How about through? how about this? In your house, I just just throw one at random. In your house, they tricked that off with NXT. They did, but, we'll, but yes, but for for conversation's sake, we'll just say that it, it, we have an in your house pay per view, and okay. shit on the card gets so out of whack based on the storylines that we've seen for the previous four weeks that we fuck it. Authority figures come out. Here we have an elimination chamber match. Now tell me, as a as a consumer. If you're like within driving distance of this and you don't know the Elimination Chamber is going to be there, that you won't have incentive to go to the next big pay-per-view in your town or within driving distance because of something like that. It's not it's not it's not it's not, it, it's not rocket science. You know why this shit feels feels awkward as hell? Because so, right now we should be getting ready for King of the Ring. <laughs> Which got tricked That's off and, into a a relegated state for the prince. And not only that, the last two Kings of the Ring, legitimately one Kings of the Ring, became shit after wearing their crown. Unforgiven, uh, New Year's Revolution, Taboo Tuesday, I, Cyber Sunday, I take any of those over the shit we getting now. Great American Bash, Bad Blood, Armageddon. Was, was, Cyber, was, Cyber, was Cyber Sunday a, uh, was that a Dark Side episode? 
I don't think so. It should have been. <laughs> wait, why should Cyber Sunday have been a, a because wait, what? Because they remember they were picking ma- the fans were picking matches based on the people that they wanted to see it was a popularity contest. And but you but you know you know that's not how it was going. <laughs> but you also you, but you, you also but you also know some of these people that were in these matches didn't didn't need to be in these matches and the people backstage didn't want these people in these matches. Corn dogs for all these people, Jackie. Corn dogs for all these people. Fully fully loaded. You could have brought back Great Balls of Fire. Um, that, so that insurrection. That, that, Great Balls of Fire was a name that a didn't deserve to have a pay per view name, but because of how well they did that pay per view and the fact that they 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 kicked it off in the pre show, you were there. That's something that could have continued. Mm-hmm. That that could have been the summer heater prior to SummerSlam. That makes my uh, souvenir chair that much more valuable because it only happened one time. <laughs> you got over like a fat yeah. rat on that one. Big deal hey, look, there. I, I, all I did, all I did, was you know buy some seats right, right close to the ringside. So back, That's all on, I did. Back onto the Sasha and uh, and Naomi thing. Um, Speaking of which, had we had we still been doing um, Evolution pay per views, you could have had a woman's pay per view to throw in here. <sighs> You'd have, been, you'd have been right on time. It, it, it's, it would have fit right with what was going on. We you'd are literally one fine. one women's match being shaved of two minutes from going back to the Divas era. Fam, like, I get, you know what I, I actually think? If you were doing a, a Evolution show right about now, you wouldn't have the issue that you're having with Sasha and Naomi, Naomi because you'd be booking the tag titles to be defended. You would be booking your women's division to look strong going into that show because you want people to buy it. Oh, and then also speaking of before we get back into that, um, by all intents and purposes, it appears to be, and we'll know this probably more than not come tomorrow when we watch SmackDown, that the brand split is is unofficially officially terminated. So that's that's the scuttlebutt is that the brand split is over. Um, I gotta see proof. I gotta see real proof. I need announcements and rollouts. And and the reason I say that is this: TV ratings are supposed to be important in this in this era and to this business because WWE is making a very very large portion of their revenue from TV deals. Those TV <laughs> deals are contingent upon ratings. We we gave we gave you about three billion reasons to understand that. Facts. So, you remember when when Raw was doing like the three hour super shows, right? When that was first a thing, it, it was it was just a once a month thing. And you've had and you ended up having like some high profile matches, like namely uh, Edge versus Matt Hardy in a loser leaves Raw match, and it's a ladder match. Like, why not announce the end of the brand split and then give us two super shows, one for Fox, one for USA, because you got to serve both masters with high-profile matches that you weren't getting when the talent rosters were split. What are the odds of Fox giving up an hour? Because they, because they, when you do that on a Friday night, you cut into local programming. So what are the they odds of Fox actually doing that? I mean, you could... Knowing them, they put the well, third hour well, on FS1. But I'm not saying it has to be three hours. Well, I'm just saying it needs to be a super show. Actually, to drive home the fact that there's no longer a brand split. Actually, I just answered my own question. So, in the in the era of 2022, 
and the event to, to continue to legitimize sports entertainment in an effort to get more fans. Networks are wanting to label professional wrestling across the, uh, the, the guides and across for advertising dollars as a sport. Right. The problem with that is when you label professional wrestling as a sport, you run into the same issue that Vince McMahon Sr. and Jr. ran into in the 60s, 70s, and 80s where you had to pay the state athletic commissions for governing said actions. Is that why Aaron Rex is out here calling it drama? <laughs> Aaron Aaron Rex, Aaron Stevens, Damian Sandow. And, and he had the nerve to put cap on... Uh, the Sasha Banks Naomi drama without saying it and to paraphrase actually you know what I'm not paraphrasing shit let me pull up the actual tweet let's see here Aaron Stevens I'm, I'm just like what where were all these just definitive takes on what you are required to do as a talent when functioning in in that environment when Tony Storm went AWOL. Like, I didn't hear anybody call her a mark. That's that's the that's the the damnedest part of this whole shit is the fact that he had the nerve to call people that he used to work with marks. Like is is so was Mustafa Ali a mark when he decided, you know, I'm I'm not fucking with this. I'm gonna sit home and I'm gonna sit this out. He he air quotes took his ball and went home. I didn't hear anybody but I didn't hear anybody. I heard nobody get outside their skin about him. Same situation. And exact same. It I mean, yeah. And you know, it was all about the creative direction because we we already know it's not fake, it's predetermined. Right. You and can't you can't fake gravity. Or brevity. Or the funk. <laughs> You just can't. Those are three things you can't fucking fake in life. Yeah, you can't fucking fake. You can't fucking fake these three things in life <laughs> at all. But I just, of course, these are rhetorical questions, and we absolutely know the answer to this. These rhetorical questions that we're asking, we're just pointing it out because it's how do you hide something in plain sight? All right, here's the quote. If you refuse to work because you're not happy with the result, one, it's theater. Darth Vader had to do the job to, to Luke Skywalker because uh, the boss wanted it to happen. Two, don't be a mark. And to that, I said that, and this will be, and at, at this moment, we realize that we will never see Aaron Stevens, Damian Sandow, Aaron Rex ever on mainstream television again. Three days later. Three days later, he announces his retirement match to be taking place tomorrow night against Trevor uh, Trevor Murdoch. I just felt like that was some sucker shit to say. <laughs> among, like, among other you know things. what I'm saying? Like, amongst other things, it's just some sucker shit to say. Like, like, like how to body yourself one on one? Like, for what? Yeah, like why? What? Because again, we have a list. Matter of fact, that's part of what we're going to do today. There's a list of times where this exact scenario has played itself out and no one had it in their mind to make these types of statements. You didn't have these sorts of reports about how the locker room is supposedly split and a lot of people aren't backing the play of, of the indiv said individual who decided to 
to take their ball and go home as it's referred to. So let's so let's talk about it. So come on. Steve Austin. Yep. Ironically, the reason why Steve Austin left is also on this list. Brock Lesnar. Then there's that. <laughs> like the, the Rock cut a promo, which you know they they basically pushed him out there to cut a promo. And and if we're gonna keep it all the way a thousand, the Rock is probably the only person who could have said that. And it not have ended in some sort of a fist fight later on. Because uh, him and The Rock are inseparably close. Um, who who else uh was uh there was somebody else in that same time frame? Uh Angle didn't Angle do the same thing? Angle refused to go to rehab. Oh, Angle oh, pulled okay. the Jeff Hardy. Okay, all right. They uh, wanted to, they wanted to check him into rehab. He refused, and they just said, "Well, if you're not gonna get help or you're not gonna you know take care of yourself, we're gonna release you." And they did. And then he went to TNA and had you know a career, a hall of a hall of fame <laughs> stretch. He had a whole career in TNA, <laughs> and then came back later on. But yeah, that was that was absolutely a part of it. Like his was more like an ultimatum, and not necessarily him saying, "You know, fuck the creative, I'm going home." But I mean, Brock Lesnar didn't like the travel. He didn't like the he didn't like the grind of being on the on the road, um, three hundred and sixty three days a year. The Dudleys didn't have shit for them, so they left. I mean, that's one of those cycle things, though. That wasn't like a a huge story or, or like a huge development. Hell, no. Goldberg let Goldberg let his contract expire. Well, but it wasn't the fact that they let it expire more so the fact they just didn't have shit else for them. Like, I mean, if you for who the the Dudleys? Oh yeah, with them, like I say, it's it's a cycle thing. Like sometimes when um, you kind of reach the peak of whatever creative has, it's just best for both parties to separate. You know, just get basically take some time off and come back. That was the thing that was the best um, best. What's the word I'm looking for? The best attribute of the ECW WWE relationship is that you had somewhere to send people to where they could, you know, still be in front of crowds, still do their thing, but have a break from the WWE structure of things. I got I got three more for you then back to back. We already talked about uh, Mustafa, uh, Mustafa Ali. So there's one. Right. Dave Batista. Facts. CM Punk. <laughs> bigger facts <laughs> so there's so there's five right there all right that's that's a hot five uh of course we know sasha has done this before so i think that that's probably that probably a slightly contributing factor but still the reasoning that they left was the reasoning that they left and it was the creative so bailey is a part of this too mm. right that happened it, it, it did you're right Hell, Cody asked for his release. While we on the subject, wow, <laughs> the big, the biggest, uh, the biggest proponent of going out for self after asking for relief. Oh, 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 the late great Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper. We do remember that, and they, that was the first time we heard about people about Stanford rolling over contracts. Like we're gonna, we're gonna recoup that time you spent when you were recouping your recovering from injury. And that was because of Cody, wasn't it? Was the injury because of Cody? No, 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 no. I'm talking about as far as the recouping of time because Cody went out and made a name for himself because of that list that he made, a bucket list. 
that he had. No, this this was around the 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 time where AEW, AEW was, was just picking legs. up talent, yeah. and that's when that's when Stanford was handing out like stupid deals to keep people from going over there because you didn't know what it was gonna be like. Mm. Tony Storm is another one. Yeah, well, you know Tony Storm was making his list. <laughs> <laughs> we are we already said it like in the midst of yeah. a championship program with charlotte flair you just say man fuck this i'm going home yeah I, I don't like the travel i don't like the creative i don't like nothing about this here's my here's my uh here's my ticket to i don't need this i'm going don't don't fly me to the next town i'm going home is there any situations you can think of in the past uh wcw or territories that bring this type of of uh, exit to mind Flair's pulled that card a couple times. Flair Flair pulled that card to go to WWE or exactly. WWF. They wanted Flair to cut his hair and put an earring in. He cut it. He cut the hair a little bit into like that that bob he was wearing the in mother, the early nineties. The, the the white girl with the black baby daddy bob. <laughs> Damn near, very reminiscent of. And yeah, so that's happened. Um, hell, Lex Luger did it. Luger just said, fuck you, I'm not resigning. And then he's the reason that the 90 day no compete exists. Because he popped up on Monday Nitro. Him and Rick Rude. Well, more more Rick Rude than anybody else, because Rick Rude showed up there on the exact same time on two networks. One one network with the beard, one network without. Brian Pillman very creatively worked his way out of WCW. Very, very creatively. Like the story's been told a few times. And it's like he worked both ends against the middle. Uh, Mike Awesome. Can't forget about him. Yeah, Mike Awesome basically signed a deal with WCW while still as the ECW champion and, and had to... And, and held it, held the title hostage. Well, he, he didn't really hold it hostage. It just put ECW in a horrible position. And then Mike Awesome was um, at least... Um, had enough integrity to do business to get the title off of him. But yeah, that was a near riot. <laughs> no, for real. Like Mike Awesome had to be ushered immediately out of the building. Like that's one of those times. Cause I, I didn't see a lot of territory era where like, you know, the crowds were like really, really on the cusp of like kicking some shit off. Yeah. Sportatorium might have got like, I'm a couple say, times. That, I'm gonna say it, it, it gets like the most familiar stories always come from the Von Erics at the Sportatorium because that was literally right. their home. Von Erics and Freebirds type shit. Like, but I was a little too young to really grasp it with Mike Awesome and the whole Taz situation mm-hmm. and the ECW World Heavyweight Title. It was like, oh shit. Yeah. They literally he literally got out of the ring and went directly out of the building to a vehicle to get him the fuck away from there. Otherwise, it wasn't gonna work. Like you can't get, you can't go get dressed. <laughs> and, you have to go. Yeah. You have to go immediately home. You don't even know who your people is at that point. <laughs> Fam, you might be on the airplane in your tights. Oh um, man, who, who else you got? I know, I know we missing some good ones because we pretty much freestyling this off the top of the head. I mean, like, th- this is this is when you hit us on the socials, man. Show at BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com. That's at BrokenPistolBC on everything. Everything. Ever, everything. Everything. Uh, who, else, who else walked out on their ass? Uh, 
it was it's the basis of how Van Dam earned the Mr. Monday Night uh, tagline. Now that was that was kind of worked, but at the same time, it had some of that same energy, and it's like, hey, you're not doing enough with me. So since you're not doing enough with me, I want to go somewhere else. I wonder when AJ left Impact, was it because his contract was up, or he just decided it was time for him to leave, or what the situation both, was? Both. They they lowballed him on his re up offer. Okay. And he said, fuck it, I'm gone. Like, this is what you think of me? So they, they gave him one offer, and I forgot why it didn't, didn't happen. Either he bet on himself, or it was a, it, the offer was okay, but not great. And then they came back later and lowballed him even more, which made him say, fuck it, I'm gone. Uh, but that, that situation, when a contract is expiring, it's not so much walking out, it's just choosing you. Like, Malcolm Bivens is just chill. He chose himself. He didn't sign a new NXT deal. Why? Probably because he wasn't happy with what was going on. I mean, they literally he chose himself. Every, every he had his wings clipped, literally. At one Facts. by one, he was he had his had his feathers plucked. Oh, I know who one we really missed. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett in 1995 literally lost the Intercontinental Championship and walked straight out of the door and went the fuck home. Then turned around and did it again in 1999 and said I need this basically he was working without a deal so the good housekeeping match with China he basically named his price as to what he was going to need in order to go through with dropping the title oh here, man, here's a good one Randy Savage oh Okay. Randy Savage was relegated to commentary when he wanted to wrestle and Vince thought he was too old to wrestle. So he well, dipped and signed with Turner. I think that's another one of those. Like either either the contract had expired. Cause I d I don't think if he had asked Vince for his release to go wrestle somewhere else. Keep in mind that they Vince didn't have would have guaranteed let that contracts back then. Yes, contracts are very different. Like there's there's not a no compete in, involved. So like once you're once you're no longer employed by Stanford, you're just no longer employed. Here, but here, here here's a good one for you. Good try Terry and not WWF version. If, if, although you can include him, but specifically AWA version. Oh no, I got another another one for you. Good try Terry, nineteen ninety nine WCW. You remember Bash mm. at the Beach? <laughs> black black t-shirt, black jeans, Terry. <laughs> he took the World Heavyweight Championship and got in a limo and left. <laughs> so like, there's all sorts of people who are like, you know, fuck this creative. I'm not dealing with this anymore. How do we how do we forget this one? Since you're talking about that, fuck this creative. We're not dealing with this anymore. Bret Hart. Mm. Then there's that. <laughs> But this, I mean, all of this just goes to illustrate the point that this is not the first time, nor do we feel like it's going to be the last time something like this, like this happens. But this is one of the very few times where we see a lot of opinion towards the talent be negative. One more, one more, one more, one more. Come on with it. You can, give, you can go as many as you want to. Well, this, this, who who, who going to stop us? This this one's just one, one of these ones that you people just forgot because they were just so happy to see him back when he showed up. Neville, a.k.a. Pac. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Pac said, I don't just want to be a fucking cruiserweight, cruiserweight, and then I'm here to wrestle, and you have a person who 
at the time was regarded as not being very good, but could talk very well, being Enzo. Enzo, yep. And said, fuck it. I, I want to go try my hand elsewhere. So he just said, fuck it. it. I mean, I'm surprised more people don't do this. To be perfectly honest. Well, I think the reason why they don't is because they're scared. Scared because what you, well, think what you scared of? Well, I mean, we saw the we saw what the bottom line was for the low end of people that show up on Mondays and Fridays. They're scared they'll never see that again. I mean, but like, okay, if you're in catering making that number and you just going from town to town, kind of going through the motions, you might get a couple matches here and there. At that point, you just got to look at it like a job, and then you start setting up your other interest. If you're on television getting horrible creative, then that's a situation where you probably have to, and I, you know, using cliches, break through the glass ceiling or grab the brass ring. You're going to have to go out on, on Raw, SmackDown, one of these shows and have an unscripted moment <laughs> and just live with the consequences. AKA a pipe bomb. Not, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a pipe bomb, but just go out there and be what you're comfortable being. And if you get yelled at when you come back through, then you just get yelled at. But if it works, it's like, look, this is what I've been trying to do the whole time. Take these writers that you have giving me material, tell them to go to hell. Because, you know, the New Day does not have writers in the room ever. They come up with their own shit. I mean, they're, they've been around long enough in, in WWE... And as in Xavier Woods' case in the industry, to know right from wrong, especially since Xavier Woods is a media personality outside of WWE. But they've been they've been together what since 2014, 2013? The long the longest running faction in WWE history. So I say that to say, you know, at some point people were trying to script them, and at some you just have to say, look, they can't translate whatever it is you're trying to get me to get across, they can't translate to our language. So what we're going to do is you can give us the the gist of what you want said and we'll translate it for you. You have to have some situations like that. Oh, fucking Cesaro. He uh, let his contract expire. I don't like what's going on here. You lowballing me in negotiations. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. And we we're still waiting to see him pop back up. I would love to see him pop back up in Ring of Honor, but can can you imagine how how irritated you have to be to walk out on a deal where you reportedly have just two months left? And you know, you know, just off off of the things that he's done, that he's probably getting like three quarters of a meal. Who that? Cesaro. Oh yeah, but I'm talking about with with Naomi and Sasha. Like, oh, reportedly oh, yeah. Naomi has two months left on her deal. Sasha might have re-upped when she came back from WrestleMania 35, so she probably has a little longer left. But you, Naomi, can you imagine Na- Na- Naomi just kept sniffing the title. Like ever since, she, about- ever since she had to give up the title, she kept sniffing the title, and that's all like, she was doing. But think about it like this like for those of you who are are unsympathetic to the whole contract situation imagine how annoyed you have to be with your apartment complex to break your lease and you got two months left (sighs) you got 60 days all you got to do is come home go to sleep wake up leave for 60 days and you can go do whatever you want to do live wherever you want to live 
ball as hard or as soft as you want to. Not for nothing. I once did that in a recession. I only had three months left. And my and my reasoning was because I had a house and wasn't driving 51 miles to see an apartment I wasn't going to be at. Then there's that. <laughs> you see you see what I'm saying? Like, but it's not I, but always I, but about, I did that. You know, I took my ball and went home. <laughs> it's not always about going into the great unknown. It, it could be about, you know what? I have something better and I don't need this shit. Yeah. Well, Who else did this? Because I know I know we we got some type of like hugely glaring omission. Because it took me a while to remember the. Jeff I mean, Hitch, Brett, Brett Hart was twice. the biggest glaring omission that I, that I could think of. Uh, hell, Davy Boy, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart—they all dipped, but that was all like family related. They were like, you know, fuck it. If Brett's gone, we out too. Yeah, because Owen ended up staying, and well, you know. Then there's that. Uh. I can't think of anybody else that, I mean, that who just didn't have their contracts run out. They just—that's why I was asking. About Adam, Adam Cole. He didn't say fuck. He didn't just walk out in the middle of of creative, but like he was going to get a significant bag to stay. He was handshaking. Yeah, he was handshaking, and uh, and he was going to get a huge bag to stay, and decided against going to SmackDown what? to be relegated to a manager. So part partially creative. He decided to leave. That's not partial. <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, if 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 your if your homeboys are, are shooting you the text messages, basically price matching everything you get, then you know. And the beautiful thing that. about his situation was he already knew he was on he was on a uh, on a no. Well, he didn't, and not only did he not have a no compete, but even if he did, it was only thirty days. Right, and he he just <laughs> expired. He was just working on handshake, so there is no no compete. I don't have a I don't have a deal to no compete with. O'Reilly but was just we, like, I can't wait to see my homeboy again. And then Fish was like, I can't wait to see my homeboy again. <laughs> right. And now Roderick's like, man, if I can find any way to get kicked out man, of this deal, man, I will. Man, if I can see my homeboys again. <laughs> like, like whose face do I need to throw a cup of coffee in to end up out here outside? Road dogs. <laughs> and Road Dog ain't there no more either. Oh, man. Boy, boy, boy. All right. Like, so- it's just, there's a long history of this in professional wrestling. So I. We know why the energy is the way it is towards the two people in question, but you know it's it's just fun to go back and point out how many different times this has happened. So if we missed any, shout us out, send it to us. We'll yeah, talk about we'll, it. We'll, we'll definitely bring it talk up. about you know, it for we'll, sure. You know how we do it. Um, before we get into the fun shit, here right. here is one uh, here is one crazy ass story. Um, it, the energy is off because of the person, but it's so it's it's necessary in this case. Chris Jericho uh, took to social media to defend his niece because of what's been labeled as incessant bullying, bullying in the schools. And she was on, you know, people, bystanders grab their phones, go to record this this uh, I got to see it all culture started recording her his niece being beat down by a group of individuals at a school and uh it's I, I, you know Chris Jericho goes on to say she's scared to go to school this could have been avoided as the family approached the school a few times prior but nothing's been done we need to spread awareness so that schools do a better job of protecting our kids mental health and safety all kids not just the ones with famous uncles so the fact that he is defending people who don't have famous uncles and his niece is a victim, like I'm wondering if that has anything to do with why she's being bullied. 
Not to say that there's um, an, there there's any any reasonable excuse, um, right? You know, so don't don't think you that, just want to know what, if it's a contributing factor. Yeah, if nothing else, because she, she does she, to have someone hold a phone and watch this happen and not do do anything about it. Like, come on, man. Unfortunately, this is this is a um, a byproduct of the era that we live in. Um, I remember when when you first sent me the story, and I was kind of like, "Well, first of all, before we get into that, um, bullying is some sucker shit." Like, period. No, like, no other way to put it. You 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 projecting your insecurities and and whatever else onto someone else who you deem to be weaker. Because you wouldn't do that to someone who you felt like was either on your level or superior. But then again, trolls exist for everyone. Everyone has <laughs> trolls, but bu- but bullies is something different. Like trolling and hating—that's that's that's also sucker shit. Same family, but when you go out of your way to pick on someone you feel as though is is. Uh, incapable of properly defending themselves whether it be verbally or physically it's grade a sucker shit so that that's that now when wood first sent me this this uh tweet i was like i felt like this was very karen-esque and wood was like nah what was your exact what was your response when i said when i kind of said it it was more so the fact that his character on TV has become so unlikable that the energy came off as him being in character as opposed to being uh, an uncle, an, an, an uncle, right? A concerned uh, father figure, if you will. And I, I'll I'll agree with you on that. And that probably is part of what made me think about it the way I did. But I also said it like this: You're Chris Jericho. You do have a great deal of influence, but you also have the pocketbook. You have the wallet to make this shit stick so you say you've you've talked to the school about it a couple of times trying to find a solution haven't been able to find one so now basically you have a paper trail of communication behind this so at some point instead of going to twitter go to your lawyer's office and draft some paperwork because obviously there are some people who need to be served a restraining order is real like i mean for real if you're not getting it done by speaking to the staff or the faculty or the administration then you got to start handing down like this is the world we live in since you you know you're not gonna show up 50 deep and just fight a bunch of teenagers and obviously you know we don't even want to get into that kind of shit show up with them papers and and hand them right to the people in charge and if you got to make another trip across town to see the school superintendent or whoever's on the school board and drop them same papers in their lap, do that. How many times have we seen bullying end up with a uh, with a weapon from the person Exa- being bullied? I- yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and, that's, and now you, that's you've got you've got stopping. video documented evidence that she's been physically assaulted. So it's like, okay, at this point, it is self defense. Whether it, I won't even get into the, the logistics of the law. No, nah, I mean, I, I'm talking about mis, mis, misguided negative energy. So like, or, oh, or, or yeah, protective right. energy. That that's a whole other. That's a whole other another, as they say. Right. So just, I I felt like going to social media. Like, what was that going to do? What was that going to accomplish? That a lawyer wouldn't. 
that was why I was like, uh, that and the fact that he's he's become unlikable. Because like, because let's keep art it a buck. imitates life. Let's keep it a buck. Okay. What sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth grader is going to TMZ to check for anything newsworthy or uh, viral? None that I know of. Not a one. Not a one. That's not a news, and, and I, I have those in close proximity. That's not a news source that they use. It, although it's become a viable news source, unliked by the masses. That, they had that a streak it. of getting it right for a long time. Like you, you can also depend had, on them. Like whether or not you like the way they gave you the information, the information they gave you was accurate. They also had a streak of getting it wrong. Which is Facts. how they have, which is why they have the connotation that they have. Facts. <laughs> so you know, but e- either way, regardless of whether it's right or wrong, adolescents, teenagers, preteens, tweens, they're not going to TMZ to catch to catch this. So at Twitter, you can find it on Twitter. That's easy. Instagram, find it on Instagram. That's easy too. But are these kids really paying attention, or are the algorithms really affecting the uh, the the ability to to show kids? Something that's real from a sports entertainer, but I, I mean, don't are think the kids so. Even, are kids even the target of that tweet? You're essentially no, basically that's you're, exactly you're what putting I'm saying. that information out. Okay, do put it like this: What is Jericho's mom and wife famous for? Uh, that I have no clue. They they were uh, present. During the insurrection of the United States government, oh shit! <laughs> they were they were on Ground Zero because I I know what his dad is famous for uh, is famous for, but that's Hockey? it. Yeah, Taylor yeah. Taylor but, but yeah, hockey. Yeah, notwithstanding, they were present at Ground Zero for the insurrection. So there's a certain type of energy at play. All these things are things that went into my mind when I said what I said to you. Right, but. Using Twitter, I hate I hate using these new terms to like gaslight That's to gaslight a situation. I I hate using these terms, but still, you know what I mean, right? Using Twitter as a vehicle to turn this into a CNN level thing, when me personally. I'm looking at it like, how does that truly help your niece? Because at some point, whether she's on social media now or on social media in the future, if that tweet caught legs and it became a whole CNN or CN- CNBC or um, Fox News, if it just became that type of an issue, she's got to live with that for the rest of the her rest life. Of her life. Yep. As if the as if being assaulted and and abused isn't mentally scarring enough. Why would I need worldwide coverage of my suffering to be syndicated? Wow. When obviously my family is well off enough to fight my battles in the most American way possible. <laughs> Using the, being in a court of law, say, using the justice system to your advantage. That's it. That is it. That's and, it. That's and, all. And then using your celebrity to leverage the justice system. 
facts. Now, if if we get to court proceedings and then you want to start tweeting about it and then you want to use your celebrity to your advantage, fuck it, play the game how it go. And and now and now that you explain it like that, like it, this possibly could have done his niece more harm than good because the 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 legal situation hasn't come to head yet. Like that's what I'm like saying. It's, it's assault. It's textbook assault. Facts. That's Aggra- and that's all I'm saying. And it would be aggravated, but there was no weapons involved. It was just hand to hand. At any Still. rate. Best best yeah. wishes to Chris Jericho's niece and uh, absolutely. I, re- I really hope the right thing happens with Jericho and, and behind this, and not Facts. not under the name of Jericho either. If you if you yeah, feel I'll, what I'm saying, <laughs> use the government name. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, we got some shit to talk about with AEW. You ready? Run it. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You say that bitch again. I know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. We say that bitch again. One, two, two, three. Get your tail. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. One, two, two, three. Get your tail. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. Ladies and germs, it's time for double or nothing. 2022. Two. I'm sorry. 20 and 22. Thank you. <laughs> no, no. Don't 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 cheat me on the special sauce. <laughs> you you dig what I'm saying? This is coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas. And Do you think that was a contributing factor too? You're going to Vegas like what? Three three weeks, three, four weeks after. AEW? Uh, I'm just saying. I, they so they they've been going back and forth for a little bit now with these uh running shows in the same arena, same talent within the same week type shit. So And and eventually when you burn the candle from both ends, what happens? You meet in the middle and usually the light goes out. Flames turn to fizzles. <laughs> Again, it's not convenient. It's not comfortable, convenient, or safe to be dealing with this many live events with this many area. people from all over the place. It, it's not conducive. It's not conducive to a good time. And we're here for a good time, not, not a always long a long time. time. And so this is going to be at the T-Mobile Arena on Sunday, 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 Sunday May 29th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, of our lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 20. Do special sauce. Hey, man. Let's run it down one time for the one time. Yup. On the buy in, we get Hook Housing. Dan Housing and Hook as a tag team versus Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nice. Suave, who ain't going to win? Run that match for me again. Who and Tony Nice? Smart Mark Sterling. I I don't like the fact that Hook is even involved with this shit. <laughs> like let let's start there. This is such. Like, a, I don't give is, a damn who wins this match. This I'm is, I'm gonna say Tony Nese ain't gonna win. Tony Nese and Smart Mark ain't gonna win. They, they definitely but, not gonna win. But at no at no point did I feel like Hook needed to be involved with this shit whatsoever. And like this this silly shit with Dan Housen. I, I don't want it. I don't need it. There's enough comedy. It's like. Dan Housen's like 
emo Orange Cassidy. I'm about to say he is the new Orange Cassidy, bro. Jeez, <laughs> oh, bro. I, I'm good. I'm talk now. If you want to film comedy segments and and backstage vignettes and stuff for YouTube with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen being like, you know, uh, the 2022 version of Perfect Strangers. Like you want to make Danhausen the new Balky? Cool. You want to watch? You want? You want to? You want to make me watch Being the Elite? Put Hookhausen on that shit. No, that's nope. I won't do it. <laughs> yo, I won't do it. Yo, for the AEW TBS Championship, Suave. I'm gonna tell you who ain't gonna win when I tell you who Jay Cargillberg is facing. The road to 175 and 0 is all I'm concerned with. And so. a Jay. You know you ain't gonna win. Sorry for coming. Where's I? Sorry, sorry for your loss. Thanks for coming. Appreciate uh, you. Death there's triangle. Sna- there's snacks and refreshments in the back. Death triangle versus House of Black. I don't care. <laughs> this shit needs to end. I'm almost ready to just disband the House of Black because we had a good thing going with Aleister Black, but well, <laughs> we had a good thing going with Tommy End. Malachi Black, sir. No, I'm, I'm just gonna call him Tommy End. I'm, I'm, I'm done with. I'm done with Black. I'm done with. I'm just done with it. Mr. Trinidad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? I'm not gonna play no games with y'all anymore. He's oh, Tommy shit. in. Um, so Tommy, much like on Force, <laughs> is dealing with oh some circumstances that are not uh, working in his favor. Foreigners at that, <laughs> bruh. So many lines I'm of sorry. symmetry. I'm sorry. I mean, no, no, don't apologize. That was it was great, but um. He was doing really well as a solo act. It seemed like he had he had it figured out for just one person. Himself? When you start trying to do this whole thing that they're doing with the three of them. Four. There are no trios titles. Four. You, got, you, you don't know what the hell you're doing with uh with uh Julia Hart. That I, I don't want to see. Like, I don't care. I do not care. I do not care care if she becomes a member or not you don't see the hot the varsity blondes often enough for this to matter anyway so you're this saying- is another one of those things about the storytelling like if the varsity blondes are only on television like actual television once every other month why the fuck would i care if julia hart still has half of her face colored like an undertaker starter kit <laughs> so I'm you good on that so you're saying who ain't gonna win are the fans no, I think the fans will win because I mean, look, Death Triangles can't miss. Let's like face it, as, right? As as, Every, as, as everybody a involved is entertaining, as far as I'm concerned. As far as in ring performance, it's the story don't mean shit to me anymore. Yeah, I totally agree. It, you've tried, you've you've stepped on the brick entirely too much, <laughs> and you've stretched it, and you've stretched it, and you've stepped on it to get to this point where this should be the blow off. And no one cares. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it just for the sake of conversation. Say House of Black, you ain't going to win. Uh, <laughs> now, something this is long overdue, but at the same time, I don't know if we're going to get the same luster out of it that we would have gotten five years ago. But here we go. The Hardys versus the Bucks. Suave, who ain't going to win? Me. <laughs> 
I'm not here for this shit at all. Like, <laughs> I I am not here for the block control express under any circumstances. Like, talk about jump the shark. They jumped two <laughs> sharks, a whale, and a small island. Let me let, let me for those of you keeping score at home. We bypassed a semifinal match. Oh, I'm sorry. Yo, it, it was a semifinal, a semifinal match in the Owen Hart Invitational Tournament with Matt Hart or, or Jeff Hardy versus uh, YFN Darby. And, that should have been on this pay per view. And and an anything goes match on Dynamite to get a tag team match with no stipulations on a pay per view. A dream, a dream, and I throw that in air quotes. A dream tag team match with no stipulations on pay per view. I'll say this: I wanted Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. That's not the problem. It's the match that they worked, considering what it was for, and and the fact that it was on free television. That too, which is the I mean, third time this year Darby has killed himself on television for free on free TV. Because like what two weeks before that, wasn't he like jumping around in a coffin with thumbtacks with Andrade? There was that, and then there was also some like I want to say an eight man tag with a featured Sting uh, and and the Hardys against versus uh, Butcher and the Blade and yeah, some other random yeah. thing. private party. There you go. It, yeah, just. Again, the formula this year is really the, the purposes of this particular match. I'm gonna say, I don't, I don't know. You, you know, the Block Control Express have a really high opinion of themselves. So I feel like they'll put themselves over. They're the younger team of the two old teams involved, so I guess it helps them more. Yeah, I, I, I see as the Hardys being the ones who ain't gonna win in this one. Uh, this one. This one was supposed to be set up a lot better. This is what they were supposed to have done when they got here. Directly to this. Not all those pit stops and, and random excessive bumps taking, you know, shelf life off of the very little time they have left. I mean, truth be told, this match would have been perfect for Forbidden Door. Because you had six more, well, five more weeks to build if you put that it on Forbidden Door. That would have required you to, to to lay off the huge announcements for a while and just let Jeff sit. <laughs> no way. Why would we do that? You just you could have very easily done this. You let Jeff sit. You have uh, Matt Hardy basically sell off his his stock options to the the M was the Matt Hardy family office. Have him sell off all that to the Andrade the same way, and then just have him leave. Let let him let him refresh himself. That way, when you know. Um, you can get the Har the Hardly Boys or <laughs> the Block Control <laughs> Express or you know, whatever name we're gonna we're gonna go by with them this week. Have them show up, cut a promo about being air quotes the greatest tag team that ever lived. Out comes Matt Hardy. They get into a verbal war of words. Um, you know, Block Control Express jump Hardy. Next thing you know, we're hitting Jeff's music now, and he won't be dancing on the way to the ring either. Now, he won't stop to hit his move, <laughs> do his taunt, or break his dance off real quick. <laughs> and then, you know, you got a you got a whole fist it, fight going on it, at a it, match you act like you want to see. Emoting on the ramp. 
<laughs> that shit. Like every, it was all it was all over when he did that. When he stopped to soak up the adulation of the crowd and bust it, hit his pelvic thrust. Listen, he stopped mid ass beating. And they like stroll down kid. to the ring with full interest music, regalia, and an emote in the middle. You know what? I'm, I'm, we're done. Um, yeah. And, just, and, and he don't do give it. a fuck match of the night. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus... JAS, JAS ain't going to win because I don't need to see them ever do anything good. Well, the other team deserves to, to have their names said. No, they don't. Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and the BCC. We just need we just need to see a whole whole lot of fucking gang shit. A whole lot of oh, violence. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A whole lot of fucking gang shit. MJF versus Wardlow. If Wardlow wins, he gets his release from MJF. If MJF wins, Wardlow can never sign with AEW. Okay. Here's where you have to figure out how hard has Tony Khan been thinking about this? Because he's the booker, right? He's, he's the guy. He, he's called, he's come out and said it. He he is the head booker. He is not delegating responsibility in that fact. The HBIC. He may, he may take suggestions, but eh, even then. So I, I can tell you who I who I wish wouldn't win. Who that? Wardlow. Right. Just to make it more interesting. But unfortunately, I, I, because of the stipulation, I hate to say we know that MJF ain't gonna win. Or do we? Well, that's the thing, and that's why I asked how hard is Tony Khan been thinking about this? Because truth be told, he doesn't necessarily need an AEW contract to be on AEW television. He can have it because Tony Khan also owns what Ring of Honor. So the 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 it would be the biggest acquisition of the new Ring of Honor situation. What if he's already signed to Ring of Honor? And that comes out at the end of this match, saying well, uh, post uh, post lost uh, lost by. Warlow. What I, what I feel like should work is that if MJF by some hooker crook goes over, did you say at, hook? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> if he goes over at double or nothing, and then you get Forbidden Door, where basically Tony Khan says, "I'm going to book you in a mat- match against a mystery opponent from uh from Ring of Honor." And the Ring of Honor opponent ends up being Warlow, who has signed an exclusive contract with Ring of Honor. Is everybody in the world gonna die hmm. And then that's how you get the rematch. And then, you know, MJF can get his ass kicked. And then, I mean, you can do whatever you want to from there because. It'll take a a critical beatdown for MJF to go ahead and concede for all the things that will work in his favor. Uh, if you do that, and uh, and all, none of these things are out are too far from the realm of possibility, I, the only thing that has to be figured out is: Are you done telling this story, or do you feel like you have more chapters to write? Because here's the thing. <laughs> what up, trips? Here's the thing. Regardless, MJF needs something to do after Warlow. 
it's bide, a, yeah, he has to bide his time until it's it's world heavyweight championship reign time. Which will it? I mean, it, it, that's an interesting story, which we'll come to later on in the, in, the, in the in this episode. Oh, peep this though. Does MJF's current contract Ooh. negotiations or lack thereof play into this see, at all? See that that's the other element I was going to get to. Does Tony Scron Tony Scron does Tony Khan <laughs> pull his first screw job on an all elite original? Not with, not with two years left. What if, like, nah. what what if he says? Fuck your contract. Go do what you say you were going to do. We'll see you back here in six months. Um, I think that would be the most arrogant. You can't tell me that's not, that's not the, huh? tell, tell me it's not that's not a Tony Khan thing to do. I don't think he's <laughs> like look like nah he's not doing coke in the fucking war room while drafting players for the NFL like no, no that was a rooms. fucking joke that was something silly that happened on the internet there is no way that Tony Khan in all of his hardcore fandom would be ignorant enough to release the hottest youngest heel in all of professional wrestling and allow him to walk to Stanford to get a bag. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, th- that type of stupid just doesn't exist. It just don't. Now, if you want to write it, see, this is one of those things where you would wish that there really was a forbidden door working relationship between AEW and WWE because you could create the biggest buzz absolutely possible if this were to happen and all sides will cooperate but they're not and it won't happen all right i'm sorry no i'm i'm, I'm with you i'm just playing advocate here you know it's just now I, I feel you I'm, i mean we gotta entertain the people right it, it would be it would be it's a fun idea but what we ain't gonna do is lie to you there's that as we move on uh finals of the Women's Owen Hart Cup. Dr. Britt Baker. DMD. Versus either. Ruby Soho. Or Chris Thatlander. So first off. Who's going to make it to. Double or nothing. Chris Thatlander or Ruby Soho. Hmm. I'm gonna say, ah, I'm gonna say Ruby Soho. I, I I'm with you on that. What? No. <laughs> Not on the cool though, because I feel like it's it's a it's a grand opportunity to build Chris Statlander. Um, but again, I think you need to do something with Ruby since she's been there. Like you have it. She had wins, but nothing significant. And now you're going to have what I hate. What I hate is the possibility that you're going to end up with boyfriend and girlfriend as the win as the co-winners of these ter- this tournament, which is looking very familiar here. But here here's what I see. Chris Statlander is fresh off of this alien gimmick that disappeared without a trace. Good riddance. There's no reason to have her win this to establish an identity when you have all this TV between now and Labor Day weekend. 
That said, Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker DM Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Dr. Britt Baker doesn't need any more badges of honor in the AEW. Therefore, she ain't gonna win. And just like you said, too, there's no reason for us to see boyfriend and girlfriend both win the Owen Hart Memorial Cup. But I, I 100% almost feel like that's what's that's what's going to happen. Well, speaking of, in the men's final, Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, baby. You know who I ride with, I ain't, and I ain't switching up now. Adam Cole ain't going to win, or shouldn't. I hate to you say can't, this. You can't make me believe that he's supposed to be able to beat up Samoa Joe. I, here, Not this version. Here, here is here is the the difference of opinion between you and I. I they have milked this shoulder storyline to the hilt. And penultimately, you're going to be dealing with Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and uh, Putnam City North. Yeah, uh he should have been. He should have been in uniform for the Mavericks. Like him and Boban should have been playing the four and the five. Talk about it. Suppose you. you suppose you get Sutton Singh and you get uh, Omos on the Mavs. Bro, I'll take. I'll take both of them right now. Because Omos, Omos strikes me as a killer on the court. <laughs> Omos will finish the pick and roll. And that you, much I do know. And you got Dirk running the th- <laughs> Dirk. <laughs> you have uh, Luca running the three. Dirk Jr. But baby Dirk. <laughs> Dirk yeah, Dirk. Like that that is my only regret is that Dirk and Luca did not like it wasn't year twelve when nah, Luca got here. Not at all. Instead of instead of year twenty. Yeah, this this is this is the changing of literally the passing of the torch. I just wish they were able to run with the torch together for at least two, a handful two, of seasons. Two two good seasons is all they really needed. But of course, the, the front office has to control all that. At any rate, uh, I don't think Joe's going to win. You don't think Cole's going to win. So we're, we're we're at a stalemate on that one. That's going to be good for us. Bad for you. Uh, <laughs> for the AEW Tag Team Championship in the three-way, we have the champions Jurassic Express with Christian Cage versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs representing Team Taz versus... <laughs> ridiculously aka Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland is that what they named the team that's what I named the team oh because there's no oh. reason for them to be in the top five to be challenging for the championship strictly business what I'm gonna call them uh, and, until they pick up some W's I'm calling them rid- ridiculously so that said is, is Keith was okay <laughs> you saw Dynamite is Keith Lee growing a shag oh man or did somebody just try something during his last haircut? I honestly, I think what happened is someone didn't realize that Keith didn't have uh, real hair on top. Didn't realize, didn't realize he had that clown that clown dust on the top. And took no, him, I, and took I've seen them off. hit him with the clown dust, like when they were trying to basically cover up the fact that they fucked up the taper fade. I've seen that, but. <laughs> He has real hair, but it is on its way out. Yeah. And like you can still get a get a light Caesar. You can get probably a ball fade off. You could probably get a taper fade, which was, you know, a pretty decent look. If if there was an on staff barber 
that was traveling with the brand and he didn't just have to go to a random barber shop or have a random barber come through in every city where you don't necessarily know what you're getting with every haircut. But I swear it looked like he was growing a shag and I was like, I'm kind of entertained by this, by this because there is a there is a long and rich history that goes along with the shag Man, in this particular listen, part of the world, especially considering where he grew up. Right. But <laughs> you have to pu- properly pull off an eloquently presented shag. One must have a barber who is skilled in the application of aerodynamics there is a conversation to be had about that at another time sir (laughs) facts that is a conversation for canceled one of which will bring some very unpopular opinions from yours truly well I mean, don't worry. I they, they, they 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 coming, fam. They they coming. I think we've already had that conversation once, like completely off the record. Yeah, I'm sure we have. But but and 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 for those of you thinking that you know what I'm talking about, I actually don't mind the shag, the South Dallas drop, if you will. I don't mind it because <laughs> there's the shag, there's the drop shag. It it, it there's a lot. The, the the combination of the shag with the perfect fade. It, to me, it's called, and, 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 and please don't freak it, because if you freak it with the part, that's the South Dallas drop to me. But that, again, that's that. <laughs> there's another conversation that goes with that that is unpopular. And we'll save that for a for a different a different argument, a different show. Uh, that said, tag team match, who ain't going to win? Uh, it certainly you. won't be Jurassic Express. Man, man listen, <laughs> I was. I'm, 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 I, just, I just got two words for you. So yeah, Jurassic Express, you ain't gonna win. Yeah. So we, yeah, we absolutely are in, in agreement that Jurassic Express ain't gonna win. I'm gonna do you I, one step further. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, my my draft picks. They, they, they have a special place in my heart for for the way we drafted. <laughs> they ain't going to win either. I agree. We're in agreement on that. <laughs> Hot boy Ricky in, 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 in Powerhouse Hobbs. They, they, they like on they a whole. They on a, this is the perfect tag team. Ricky Starks is the veteran. Powerhouse Hobbs is the perennial rookie. Even though he's been wrestling a couple of years now, he's still, he's still young in the game. And that's what you need. Super, super makeshift ass teams. And, and but what you need is a someone who can be a heater and someone with some knowledge with who's got a few some years under their belt. This is essentially uh, RK Bro with Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Just a Plus darker you, version. You need a you need a heel team that's going to be able to feed the monster that will become FTR on this face run. So when they finally collect all of the belts and lay them out all in the ring, you got to have a team that can get it done that poses a bigger threat. It's quite unfortunate that FTR is not part of Tully Blanchard Enterprises, but, you know, that's a whole other. Look, been there, done that, didn't work out. Uh, AEW women's title, your champion, Thunder Rosa versus the professor, Serena Deeb. Listen, we've talked about this on this show. 
Sorry, Thunder Rosa, you ain't going to win. I just want this to live up to the hype. Because there's a lot of hype on this. Like, we've talked a lot about wanting to see more serious women's wrestling. This is for, the- a- for, for AEW, I believe this is as good as it is they can produce. With with this card and in the most opportune of circumstances, this card has the potential to be a five to six hour card off the matches alone. You Naturally. know they're not above it. They're not above a five hour show. <laughs> be watching this bitch Monday morning. I mean, they are starting in the afternoon in Vegas, so there's that. Well, then there's that. And for the AEW World Championship. Probably won't be any basketball games on Sunday either. This well, is, I'm certain they won't. This is a fact. Uh, Hangman Page, your champion versus your challenger, CM Punk Suave, who will not win this one. Barring someone getting struck by lightning, Hangman Page ain't winning. <sighs> Wait. <laughs> that, that, that is what we need there, but uh, I hate to say it, man. Like, he... Hangman put up a great argument with his face-to-face on Dynamite, but talk is cheap. Bullshit runs a marathon, man. Unless unless you're planning on doubling down with a heel run for Hangman Page as champion where you basically reunited the, the elite, I don't necessarily see why you would put Hangman Page over in this situation considering the biggest ratings draw you have on the roster right now is CM Punk. Good, bad, or indifferent. Do you do you think that he he's more of a ratings uh, ratings heater than MJF? It's it's proven at this point. Like MJF is right there as far as most entertaining content once you're watching the show. But you have people, because they know CM Punk starts off Dynamite, they tune in just to see him and may actually change the channel they, once he's done. They pop the they pop the rating with Punk. He is the draw. And with him being the draw, why not have the main championship on him? You basically you already pissed away the greatness that Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson was creating with his I'm better. I'm the best wrestler in the world. Spiel. Like when he was kicking the shit out of Hangman Page at the beginning of his his title reign. Like that was some of the best stuff on television in years. Man. Then you put him in a faction to basically you say we're gonna put him on ice until we're ready for him to do this again. Whereas and, and happy you know, belated birthday Punk, to Brian Danielson as well. Yes. He's just, you know, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, he fucking around. He'll, yeah, he was he, entertaining he, he me. active, yeah. <laughs> and part of his entertainment was kicking the shit out of Hangman Page. So I I just don't, I don't see any other way to do this correctly. Let me back it's, up. It's just time. Let me back up too. Uh, Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, this is coming to a head on this pay-per-view. Christian Cage is going to be involved somehow, some way in the demise of Jurassic Express in this tag team title. As long as it means as we get Jungle Buck Jack Perry, I'm all for it. There, there like, ho- however, however he plays into the finish, either 
either okay i give you a couple options either christian cage costs cost them the match and jungle boy walks out on them or for whatever reason um the luchasaurus gets pinned and then christian cage decides you know he's upset and so is jungle boy and they both jump luchasaurus Ooh. So, I, so to, to kind of give the, uh, a new spark to Jungle Jungle Buck, exactly. Now, I, now Jungle Buck can get some actual gear that doesn't look like you know loincloth, <laughs> and and start to present himself as a star since he's supposed to be one of the four pillars. That the four pillars need to be a faction at least for six months. I, you know what? That's probably. I would feel like that's something, you know, for like year five. Like everyone's kind of had a chance to shine, had a chance to prove whether or not they're really a pillar. Because I don't necessarily know if everyone's going to pan out. (laughs) At least by year five. I mean, look, Darby is suffering. Jungle Boy is suffering. MJF is getting it done. And then who's the other pillar? Uh... Dr. Britt Baker DMD no that was the one that CM Punk added who was the other pillar before that uh that's Sammy Guevara okay and Sammy Sammy's holding steady but Sammy's got some he's, he's Sam, he, Sammy he, I right now yeah Sam, Sam, Sammy uh was too busy kissing his girl and hit the trajectory stick and knocked himself off course he just no no i think he's better suited to be a full-fledged heel so he might have just it might have been like he pulled into the hood spot and got an alignment and they did the alignment with the clamps (laughs) instead of the actual machine meanwhile while we're looking for car gilbert to to take things to the next level 175 and oh i'll accept nothing less missing from this pay-per-view is one title see that's that disrespectful shit you book 47 matches, but I can't get Scorpio Sky on this card. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. Like, re- real talk, though. Like, for real, for real. You you could have gave me uh, Scorpio Sky versus Frankie Kazarian again. I'd have been fine with that. On on a pre-show. On the buy-in. It's tw- anything. One fall, 15-minute time limit. <laughs> That's it. Give, give me, give me um, Scorpio Sky versus a mystery opponent. And the mystery opponent is Christopher Daniels. How about, Give me something. How about your Ring of Honor Pure Champion not on this pay per view? I'm sure we'll see him at the at the uh, Forbidden Door, but still. See, I, I'm not I'm not in a position where I feel um, upset that a Ring of Honor title is not being defended on an AEW pay per view. It's not even like, about that title. I'm talking about the Great Yuta period. I mean, hey, I don't know why. <laughs> Can't explain it to you. I, I'm, not, I'm not in the room when they come up with this. But for the place that Yuta would have been, like, who were you going to sit down? Like, you weren't going to sit down Moxley. You weren't going to sit down uh, Danielson. Nah, nah. He, uh, you weren't You weren't going to sit down Eddie Kingston or but, either member of uh, Proud now, and Powerful slash LAX. Now here, I don't even know what we're calling them anymore. Here, here's the deal with uh, with what you just said. There is an, an issue with Brian Danielson when the Brian Danielson's wheels as he got tweaked a week and a, a week ago on Dynamite. But then that happened like right after they booked the match, though. Mm-hmm. So what's the extent of the injury? 
doesn't matter. You can make it as as, as bad as you want to make it, maybe to get a replacement by the name of the great Yuta. You know how irritating that would be if you bought a pay-per-view for the, the option to see Brian Danielson and as much as I, you know, air quotes, sing his praises, you replace him with the great Yuta. That's not a that's not a suitable that's not one of those cards subject to change that's suitable exactly replacements. What I, I have had my mouth fixed to say just that, and you know what? Oh well. I'm just I'm just saying I'm trying to help somebody to help somebody. Don't do that. Like if there's if there's going to be some sort of a change where where Mr. Danielson is not able to perform at the pay per view. You need to make that known on Rampage. Mm. At the very least, like, don't drag that. Sh- like, don't be like Stanford. <laughs> be better. Be different. Be be better than Stanford. Be different from Stanford. Do not put us in a situation where we have to question your integrity. <laughs> Show BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com. That's at BrokenPistolBC on all things social. So that's at BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 Have a safe and happy Memorial Day. We'll be back with you next week with more of this good shit. And uh, depending on how good this card pans out, we might play You Know Who Ain't Gonna Win Again, but I probably doubt it. Swaps, take him to the house. Pencil pushes. Heads up. Pencils down.